So welcome to part two of the par- podcast uh, for Money Matters with your host, Steve Strahala. And the, con- uh, the time is currently now. So seize the opportunity. The time is always now. So um, we're going to start in prayer, of course. Uh, Father, thank you for bringing this word, putting it on my heart, and being able to share it with, uh, with these uh, young men and women here. Just allow your word to... Um, you know, it's tough love. Convict them a little bit and just uh, bring them to your revelation and show them your purpose uh, that you have for their lives. It's, it's far greater than the purpose we believe we have for our lives. And uh, we just want to continue to yield to that. So we go into this with an open heart and please speak through me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if you weren't here last week, uh, I feel like I kind of dumped a lot of really good information without going into a whole lot of detail, just kind of uh, plowed through some notes here. Um, I got to talk to some people afterwards and um, I was told that, you know, they were kind of getting a revelation about a word and I was already moving on to the next thing. So I'm gonna try to go through, uh, go back through some of the stuff I previously talked about with a little bit more detail. uh, And then I have some more notes to go through. So we're gonna start there. I had initially opened up with humility which uh, really is just staying open-minded, being teachable, uh, not just for your own benefit, but for everyone else's benefit, that you have the potential to impact. So if you're not being the best version of yourself, you're, you're kind of shorting everyone else that's, in a sense, relying on you or that you have the opportunity to impact. So use that to drive you to be the best version of yourself. It's just, again, selfish humility. Uh, seek godly counsel and, and really pray uh, about decisions. Uh, I'm very blessed to have some godly people in my life, Rob being one of them, and just build that community of people that are going to convict you and hold you to that standard. You know, always look at the people you surround yourself with um, because you're going to be like the people you surround yourself with. Now you have opportunities to go into scenarios where, you know, maybe you're the smartest person in the room and you get to share with everyone else, but always put yourself in rooms where maybe you're the dumbest person in the room and that gives you the opportunity to grow. I always like that reference. Um, I had drew this ladder over here last week, and what, what this ladder represents is kind of different levels in life as far as finances go. So you could be born into different levels in life, and it doesn't necessarily, like you don't obviously get to choose what card you're dealt in life, but you do get to choose how you play those cards. So whatever level you're born at, you know, the the mindset you're born into, those things can be broken. You can always work up the ladder. Um, We live in America and that's the nice thing about it. We we have the opportunity to to grow and to change our situation, but it does start with the mindset. So keep in mind that, you know, you're not destined for whatever you're born into. You have opportunities to grow. Uh, Seek out your potential in life. Um, You know, just don't assume that what you're, you know, again, the card you're dealt in life, that that's what you uh, have to accept. Uh, I know a lot of mindsets are, well, this is all I was given. This is the only opportunity I have. And that just really limits you as to what you can do. Um, If you have desire to grow the opportunities, they'll present themselves to you as well. Uh, When I was talking about financing, uh, if you can't afford to buy it outright, you really can't afford it, hence having to finance it. I was actually listening to a podcast today. Uh, it's called Eternal Entrepreneurs. It's actually a Christian-based like business owner type podcast. Really good stuff. 
Um, does anyone want to go into business, by the way, like own their own business or run their own business? A couple people, great. Um, that's awesome. That's such a great opportunity. That's really what I call led to do in life is, is to, to get into the business side of things. Um, a little bit deeper than just the basic finance stuff, but um, that's awesome. So I was listening to that podcast today, and they were actually talking about credit cards. And credit cards, if you're not educated about them, there, there's always different misconceptions about them. I didn't know about them. I just related credit cards to people who weren't great with money. They had a bunch of credit cards, and they you know, charged things because they weren't wise with their money. So I just never got one. In the right context, you could actually potentially use credit cards to benefit you. And I actually have, I think, about nine right now. You can actually um, use it as a form of other people's money to leverage that if you're investing money. Or you can even, like, let's say you owe $10,000, you can float that money between different cards and not pay interest. So that, again, is a little bit heavier stuff. Um, but the credit cards, they've only been around for approximately, roughly, 50 years which means prior to credit cards, people weren't charging things. People were buying them outright. So there was a time where our great-great-grandparents were, were buying stuff cash. So if they didn't have the money to buy it, they didn't buy it. They, they lived within their means. Um, unfortunately, where a lot of people were uneducated about the topic and given the opportunity to charge things, and that's where they kind of find themselves in trouble. Uh, And let's see here. Does cost you more? Okay. So obviously everything costs you more when paying, uh, when paying interest. And I'd used this example last week. My neighbor's house went up for sale. The, it was listed for 169. If you had the opportunity to put 5% down, you have to qualify for that, especially instead of the, the normal 20% down, which you're going to have to pay mortgage interest because you're more risky to the bank. You're financing a bigger chunk of the money. So you're gonna have to pay an extra fee for that as well. I think it was about 100 bucks a month. But if you're loaning that at 30 years at the 2.9% interest rate, you're still paying $81,000, over $81,000 in just interest. And I kind of rethought that today. Over the course of 30 years, that, that comes out to a uh, little over $2,700 per year. Now, compounding interest doesn't work exactly like that. It's not exactly 2,700 per year. That's just kind of how it came down to. But I, I, I did it for that reason Pretend you're on the other end of this. Pretend you're the bank and you're loaning out the money. You're making $2,700 a month by doing nothing other than loaning your money out. That's the benefit of being the bank, so to speak, the person investing, the person putting the money out and charging the interest. That's why banks are doing so well because they're making $2,700 off of you a year doing nothing other than loaning you the money, and they have thousands and thousands and thousands of mortgages up. So that's how they're generating all that revenue. Um, Rob brought this up to me before class, which I thought was pretty cool. That comes down to um, f over 5,400 hours of time. So if you're working, and actually I thought about this during worship. If you're getting $15 an hour, but we actually figured it out as uh, net profit, but minimum wage, if it wa was $15 minimum gross but or, or net, which is uh, your net profits, what you actually take home, that's actually before taxes. So even if they make it $15 an hour, you're probably taking home, what, like nine or 10 of that. I don't know what the exact ratio is, but regardless, at $15 an hour, let's say that was your net hourly rate, you have to work uh, 678 days 
just to pay for the interest for that loan. Did I say that right? Oh, that's per. Is that? that uh, that's how many days. That's how. Yeah, that's just, how. Just to pay the interest. Just to pay. Money. Yeah, I'm sorry. And that was that's straight consecutive eight-hour days, which comes to just under two years. Again, working 365 a day, days a week, eight hours a day at the 15 net, not gross. So that doesn't quite work with the minimum wage being 15, because that wouldn't be the uh, the net anyways. But still, the the whole point of this is that expenses don't cost you. They don't just cost you money. They cost you your time, because the only way you get money or at least a lot of people, the only way they get money is they're trading their hours for dollars. So it costs you time to buy things. So it was a, a good example Rob brought up there. Uh, everyone, has, everyone has a budget. Uh, obviously, millionaires obviously have just a bigger budget. So I was thinking about this. If you know a very wealthy gentleman pulls up in a Lamborghini and then I pull up in a Lamborghini, we're, we're gonna look very similar. We, we both have the same car. So outside appearance, it looks like the same thing. We could take the same Instagram picture. You see us both with Lamborghinis. You think we're both on the same level. His budget might allow for a car like that. I'd have to squeeze and rub every penny together, maybe rob a few people to afford it. But I could technically have it. So I, it shows that I have it, but it's not. It's, it's living on the surface and seeing things. And that's not, that's not how it actually is. So uh, just because you can have it doesn't mean you could technically afford it. It's really, it really comes down to uh, your own individual um, budget. So, uh, so that, that example was, was the, you know, the bank being the investor and, and, and them making that money. Um, I, I went into evaluating your current situation, which is taking accountability for what you have. Um, really put on my heart. And I did this uh, a few months ago take time, like really take time and get serious and sit down and write out everything you spend time on and everything you spend money on. And you could even go into listing how much quantity of time, how much quantity of money you, you, you spend on certain things. If you guys are, are using a checking account, you can very easily print out like your online statement and just go through and categorize stuff. Um, I think it would open up your eyes to see how much time and money that you are spending on certain things. And it also reveals your heart too. Um, evaluate why you're spending so much time on one thing or why you're spending so much money on one thing. And it really, it really reveals where your heart is. Um, where do you want to, so where are you at financially versus, versus where do you want to be? Um, I definitely think we should dream big and, you know, come up with, come up with a, a dream for your life. Cause I believe God places a dream in our hearts and if we, if we choose to be receptive to that, he'll reveal it to you. The problem is a lot of people see this dream as just a dream. They don't see it as anything achievable because it seems so far out of their means. Write it down anyways. Make that your dream. And you can go into reverse engineering that dream. Um, they actually say about a three-year time frame is when you should set up like where you want to be in three years. And make it a bit ridiculous. Make it a bit of a stretch. And then reverse engineer that into like each quarter of the year and then each month of the year and each day. And then you know what you have to do exactly to get to that dream. Make it reverse engineer it. And then you can take steps that actually get you to that goal. You'll also be able to very easily say to yourself, well, this doesn't really get me closer to my goal. So I'm going to cut this out. Or I'm going to skip this. So it makes it easier to make those decisions. Um, 
What opportunities do you not have access to because of the lifestyle you created? Um, I was going into, when you create a lifestyle of expenses, it forces you to work because you're trading your hours for money. So the only way you're getting money is through the hours you work, and then you have to spend that money for the lifestyle you created by your student loans, your mortgage, your cars, your expensive food, you know, any, anything you do that consumes money, you've created a lifestyle. Uh, and what opportunities does that take away from you? Tomorrow's my last day of work. I'm so excited. Um, I have an opportunity to leave a job that I needed for a season. I've grown a lot in that season, but I don't feel that it was my calling. If I chose to live, Annie and I, my wife, let's just say we're down here. We were making up here money, but we chose to, kept, uh, to keep li living down on a lower level. So we saved a ton of money and just started knocking out debt. Um, student loans, got rid of a car payment, paid our house off, and just got it to our expenses are so low that I can now take this opportunity. Uh, and we have a few investments that bring us money as well. So we now have an opportunity to where I can leave work for a period of time and really seek out what I believe my true calling is. And uh, that's just gonna, if I didn't choose to sacrifice that, then I wouldn't have access to my full potential. Um, but evaluating your current situation, a couple ideas for you guys. Um, we all have bills. You know, when's the last time you had shopped around for car insurance or your, your cell phone plans? Um, I have a coworker of mine who, she's a little bit younger than me. They bought like $180,000, $190,000 townhouse, which I think is a terrible investment. They both drive brand new cars, student loans. Um, they live a very luxurious lifestyle. They're, they're, they're at the peak of their level. They're, they couldn't live any higher if they wanted to. Uh, but if they lose their job, I mean, they got a couple weeks before crap hits the fan. Um, I had shared a lot of knowledge with her. She was very receptive to that. So always be receptive, but she was, she was very receptive to that. She had renegotiated, not renegotiated, she had um, uh, refinanced her mortgage, which freed up cash flow per month. Uh, she had contacted her insurance, shopped around for insurance and saved money. She shopped around for cell phone plans. Uh, she had changed her internet or just get rid of cable because it's garbage anyways if you're paying for it. Um, <laughs> just cut stuff out, the low-hanging fruit, and she freed up over $400 a month just by chopping stuff down and making a couple of decisions. So um, evaluate what your expenses are and, and see where those opportunities are. I have some, uh, some other ideas here. Uh, coupons, don't be above them. Coupon it up, be frugal. Um, I used to you know, with the rental properties we have, I, I'd always have to buy materials from like Lowe's or Home Depot. So I'd always go buy gift cards, get fuel perks. I can't tell you how many times I got free gas. It's awesome. Just take advantage of that system. Uh, if you want to be even more radical, there's actually apps that you can rent your car out. So when you're not driving it, you can rent your car out and make money that way. If you have an extra basement space or an extra garage, there's an app that you could rent out that extra space to someone. So there's a lot of opportunities if you seek that out. Um, there's there's a, um, uh, a theory or an idea of, it's called house hacking, and it's where you buy a house and you rent out the rooms. The common areas are shared, but you rent the rooms out, so essentially you live for free or even making money, and you get a free house. So they're, they're paying the mortgage for you, so you get to live for free, and that eliminates uh, some of your expenses. So the opportunities are out there. The information's out there. It's, it's not like a, a mystery or some unknown thing that you're never going to figure out. It's the same thing as like if you want a six pack, you know what it takes to get a six pack. You just don't want to do it. 
this is the same thing. Like if you really want it, it financial freedom, it's, it's available. It's an option. You just have to seek that out. I don't really want a six pack, so <laughs> I'm not taking those steps. Um, it's not my conviction yet. <laughs> Renewing your mindset, uh, I touched on last week, and this goes so hand in hand with just, just your identity, choosing to believe who God says that you are. Um, so powerful to renew that mind. Every day is a new day. You have to just have a positive attitude. Uh, you set your expectations and uh, all great things start first in the mind. So everything created, every book, every movie, every, every you know, building, uh, everything you see in life has started out in the mind. So the, spending time in your mind is, is so healthy. Um, it's, it's a technique that the world knows about that they're using to advance the world. Uh, there's no reason the kingdom should not be like 20 steps ahead of them. But we're not utilizing that, so I got to encourage you guys to do that. Breaking the spirit of poverty. Um, I was I was skimming through the old Facebook today, and I saw a uh, a post on there, and it was a uh, a building someone had just bought, and someone had painted the walls. And the whole po point of the post was they highlighted that they painted over bugs, like there was like moths and stuff in the paint. It was like really obvious sloppy work. And so that was like the post, you know, they just bought this house and, you know, that was just kind of like a joke um, that that was someone's work. And someone had commented on that post saying, you know, well, that's what you get when someone's not paid what they're worth. They're going to do crappy work. I read that post. It was something along those lines, but I read that post and I instantly thought that's a po poverty mindset by working less because you think you're underpaid like we're supposed to do everything is under the lord so we're supposed to do we don't work for the world anyways we work for the lord so just take that into everything you do we we're supposed to operate out of excellence blow the world away and um that's how you'll be advanced by taking the action first and then the reward comes later put your focus on god's purpose and less on your own desires um, you have the opportunity to impact others we're blessed and highly favored. Uh, step into it. Take ownership of it. Again, identify with it. Just, just speak these things over you. Uh, you don't have to be great to get started, but you have to get started to be great. Uh, it doesn't matter where you're at exactly right now. I mean, you need to know where you're at right now. That way you can figure out what steps you need to take, but evaluate your situation. Don't be ashamed of it. It is what it is. Take action. Um, the longer you wait, the longer, I mean, Finances exist regardless of whether you want to acknowledge them or not. So acknowledge them, they're a thing, and control them. <laughs> um, you know, forgive entitlement. I love this. I listened to a lot of Todd White, and he had said, if we get what we deserve, we'll, we'll be in hell. So it takes the whole entitlement thing away, because, again, if we get what we deserve, we'll be in hell. But uh, we, we have mercy for that, which is great. But uh, don't think we deserve anything more than that. Um, we have opportunity. God gives us opportunities. God never made a single table or a chair, but he made trees. He gave us the opportunity. We have to co-labor with him to make these things. So look at things as opportunities. Um, let's see.
All right, let's go. I had, uh, I was just getting to the back end of this topic last week, and I kind of ran out of time. So we'll, we'll go into this here. Um, we were talking about, let's see, that was uh, how, to, how to steward money. And the next point I had was we, we can't change the world from within the walls of the church. Uh, a lot of people who get saved feel that they have to serve within the church. We have the opportunity to go out into the world and operate with the world, but not of the world and bring that excellence, bring that um, heaven on earth throughout everything that we do and be in control of every opportunity, every mountaintop, so to speak, you know, the, the media, um, uh, just different platforms, you know, art, music. You know, if, we, if, if Christians were in control and they stepped out and they lived to their calling and their full excellence that they were given, you know, we could be in control of those things and the world wouldn't be in the condition it's in. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't feel confident to step out into that. <clears throat> uh, God brings the grace, we bring the faith, and uh, we are to co-labor with God. 2 Corinthians 6.1 says, As God partners, <clears throat> we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. He's given us such a gift. It'd be like me giving Rob the keys to a Ferrari and not telling him where I parked it. Or telling him where I parked it and him just not going out and taking it. I gave it to him. It's his to take. But you have to take it in order for it to be yours. You have to take possession, take delivery, so to speak. Uh, so definitely, definitely take what is yours. Don't, don't feel bad about that. Your father loves you. We have his inheritance. It's, it's his honor to give you what he gives you. His, his son died on the cross to give you the opportunities we have. We shouldn't waste it. We should take those opportunities and, and bring heaven on earth. Um, so ownership gives you the opportunity be, to become a steward. You can't give what you don't have. So again, as far as finances and wealth, if you aren't in a financial position to give, then you miss opportunities. Um, I've been fortunate enough to buy meals, to pay bills of customers who I could tell were down on their lucks. It was put on my heart to pay their bill. I've been in a position, but that's because I got in control of my finances and I then had money to bless. So we're blessed to be a blessing. You just have to, again, walk that out and, and live in that. Because those are opportun those opportunities are so rewarding to you as well. You don't want to look at it from a worldly perspective as well. I'm giving something and I'm not getting anything back. That's a worldly perspective. You have to see you're planting a seed. You're sowing a seed into someone. You're going to change their lives. And how many lives are they going to change? So if God puts something on your heart, you have to act on it, but you have to be in a position to act on it. So you have to position yourself. Uh, God gave us free will, so we have to choose to be in a position to where we can be used. Um, making sense of money to make sense. Um, let's see. Make, <laughs> make, make sense of making money to make, the, to make a difference. Um, that goes back to just defeating the mindsets that the church shouldn't have money. Uh, a lot of the world looks down on any um, church figure that is doing good in life financially. Uh, and that's just, that comes from the mindset that, you know, we should be poor and that's not at all what the word says. Uh, care for those with less. So if you give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach him how to fish, he'll have food forever. So again, just empower others. Wanted to talk also about, I didn't get, I didn't get into this last week, but the tithe. Uh, in Luke, Luke 6.38, it says, Given you shall receive, 
your gift will return in full, pressed down, shaken down together to make room for more, run over, and poured into your lap. It's a lot to take in, but it all sounds good. So uh, Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and every best part of everything that you produce. Uh, I mentioned last week that 100% of everything you have is the Father's. He gave us everything we have. Even your gifts, your talents, abilities to make what you make, He gave you that. So the 10% is the least you can do. And the 10% that you sow in, not only do you get it back tenfold, but it's, again, advancing the kingdom. So if I had shared with Christina before service here that whenever I first started coming to church in my teens uh, to Word of Life here, Anytime they talked about tithe, I kind of shrugged down a little bit because I don't want to hear about it. I want them to skip past that and get to all the good stuff. So I kind of just, you know, I was convicted is what it was. And uh, I'll get into my testimony another day, but uh, I was here for a few years, went out and partied for a few years, and, and came back because I just, I just knew what I was missing, um, God's love and uh, His presence in my life. But when I came back, I decided that tithing is, is a part of this and you have to do that. And I didn't fully understand it at the time. I didn't fully want to do it, but I also knew that I had to do it. So I chose that there wasn't, I, I made a choice that I wasn't going to have an option, that I was going to do it because it's what the word says we should do. So I chose to tithe. And there were, there were times where I didn't think I was going to, the, the first of the month was coming around. I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills, but everything always worked out. And since I had that season that I went through to where I was obedient and God provided, I have that to always look back to. So me stepping out now from the job that I have currently, I have no fear at all because it's not me anyways. God's our provider. He's always provided. I have that to go back to. So challenge him. It's, it's biblical. Challenge him in that. It teaches you discipline. Uh, discipline. It reveals your heart. Uh, again, if, if you're struggling with that tithe, that's an issue of the heart. That's, that's you wanting to keep everything for yourself. And that type of a mindset limits you to what you can actually receive. All prosperity begins with giving. Uh, giving freely opens up your arms, which then allows you to also receive. Um, it brings value to others. Uh, if you underestimate your ability to give, you'll undermine your capacity to receive. I got a lot of like one-liners that like really meant a lot to me. So I'm just kind of going through this. Uh, the spiritual realm is limitless. Uh, again, we can't think with our own limitations. Um, heaven's limitless. You know, God who owns everything is limitless. Our little peanut sized brains can't comprehend everything that he can and has for us. So don't try to be in control. Be okay. Have peace with not knowing everything because he has your best interest in mind. He's your father. He's going to take care of you. You don't need to know everything. Just, just bring that faith. Um, Going into work ethic, there are, in your, t in your life, uh, seasons of sacrifice. There's a few times where I worked uh, actually multiple jobs. The benefit of this, other than I felt like a zombie while I was doing it, working 40 hours a week at a dealership and working, I don't know, 20 to 30 some hours a week at UPS, sleeping four hours here, four hours there, whatever it was. It, I felt like a zombie, but I didn't have, I was working so much I didn't have time to spend money anyways, even if I did want to go spend money. So it kind of, it kind of doubled as I was making more money and actually spending less because I wasn't awake enough to spend it anyways. Uh, Proverbs 14, 23 says, work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Uh, there are, there is a calling for us to do work. Uh, Proverbs 28, 19 says, a hard worker 
has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty. Uh, talking about working smart, not just hard. Uh, going into the next section here, working smart, uh, not just hard. Use the new, newly available funds. So if you, if you follow a lot of what, I, what I've mentioned and, and you freed up some of, your, uh, some of those funds, use those now available funds um, from chopping down some of your bills or cutting some un unnecessary stuff out. Use that then to pay down some of your debt. Um, I think the most logical way, the most logical way is to pay down the ones with the higher interest rate first. Uh, if you guys ever did, what's it, Dave Ramsey, they talk about the debt snowball, pay off your smallest debt first, which gives you momentum to keep going. That's not actually the most logical because you're still paying more interest on other loans. So I'd say start with the higher interest one first. You'd save the most amount of money, whether it's your actual biggest expense or not, or smallest expense, I mean. Um, again, working smart, smart not hard. hard. Uh, network with others, utilize what resources you have. If you have the opportunity to live at home for a while, rock it, save some money. Um, if you have the opportunity to get discounts on, you know, wherever you work, if it's food or something, utilize that. Like these, like don't be ashamed to utilize things that you have access to. Be wise, like it's a season of your life. Utilize that stuff. Uh, and again, that goes back to humility. Uh, transition from working for money, for money working for you. And that goes into the uh, investments. Um, save money, which um, in parentheses I have pay, for, pay yourself. So obviously God wants your first and best, your 10% of the tithe. Um, after that, if you have bills to pay, you gotta take that out. But once you free up money and pay off some bills, you're gonna have some extra money. Rather than having more cash flow per month and increasing your, your um, lifestyle, as I mentioned, choose to keep your lifestyle lower even though you're making this kind of money up here. Save that money, use that money for investments. Now those investments will then make you passive income. So that money's making money when you're not. So then you can, again, make way more money than that level requires, or you can kind of scoot up that level as your money's making money for you. Does that make sense? Cool. <laughs> uh, you, can't, you can only measure what you can, you, you can only manage what you can measure. Um, that calls for constant evaluation. Don't let things slip away from you. I, I know it's really easy to pick up the phone and, and start playing on like a social media app or maybe a video games or something, but make time. You're never gonna have time for things. You have to be um, direct and you have to make time for certain things. Uh, reviewing your finances, whatever you feel convicted, if it's something you need to do daily or weekly or monthly or whatever the case is you know your uh, convictions there, so just uh, constantly evaluate that. Uh, good business is run by systems and then people run the systems. Once you get into the investment aspect, aspect of things um, and you wanna create a good business, uh, systems are what run the people, which then the people run the systems. I said that wrong. The business is run by the systems and the people run the systems. So if you're trading your hours for your dollars, it's, it's slow money, but if you have systems set up in place, again, your money's making money for you or the people are managing the systems, which again are making money for you. It just kind of speeds up the process. And again, the, the more money you have, the more that you can give. It's not just a selfish thing, like let's get as much money as possible. 
you know, like Monopoly, who dies with the most amount of money. That's not the, the goal of the game. Um, I believe by you having a heart in the right place and wanting to bless others, you're going to be blessed tenfold. You're not going to be able to refuse the, the amount of blessings that you get. They're just going to get poured on you. You know, more than, almost as much as you're pouring out. It's um, uh, definitely a good position to be in. So start with what you know. Uh, again, there's a lot of really low-hanging fruit that you can start with. You don't have to get overwhelmed and get over-technical. You know, start with the really simple stuff. Um, if, if finances are something you struggle with. Uh, I'd also mentioned last week that uh, credit in general, financing, uh, could potentially be a good thing if handled responsibly, like leveraging leveraging assets. So if I finance an apartment building, but that apartment building is making more, more money than it's costing me, it's, it's leverage, it's, it's producing money. So even though it technically costs money and I'm technically borrowing money to make it, now there's risk involved, so they're, they're calculated risk, um, but there are scenarios where that works out. Uh, Nick had said, so this would be two weeks ago, Nick said about being the sugar daddy. Uh, as a funny reference, but it, it just talked about being on top and being having the money and having the control of the situation. I don't really think that was his motive, being a sugar daddy. Uh, credit scores uh, credit scores range from from 300 to 850, and 30% of your credit score is made up of how much money you owe versus how much you have access to. So the reason why I have so many credit cards is because that increases how much money I have access to. And by me using 1% of that, that shows that I have access to a ton of money, but I'm not using it all, which makes me look responsible. If you had access to 50 grand and you're using 49 of it, you're using almost as much as you have access to. You don't look that responsible, so that hurts your score. Um, credit, again, can be important if you do ever have to finance stuff. So. Um, there's information out there, so if that's something you think you need, look into it and uh, work on that. Uh, delayed gratification. Planting seeds is what grows crops. Uh, if you had a handful of seeds, you could choose to eat the handful of seeds and you got one meal, or you can take those seeds and sacrifice now, plant them, and then have a harvest later. Or any combination, like plant half, eat half, I don't know, however you want to mix it up. Depends on how, it depends on how much you want to sacrifice. Uh, Psalms 126, 5 through 6 says, Those who plant in tears will harvest shouts of joy. Uh, they weep as they go to plant their seed, but they sing as they return with their harvest. So again, it might hurt initially to let go of that seed, but you're going to be more than happy when you come back to a harvest. The more seed you plant, the more you'll have the harvest. The more you harvest, the more you'll have the plant. It's, it's just the cycle. Once you get into it, it just keeps producing. Uh, break the life cycle of poverty by sacrificing today's comforts for tomorrow's prosperity. I could have a much nicer house. I could, my wife and I could both have brand new cars if we chose to be in a different position than we are. But we chose to sacrifice now, which puts us in a better situation later. So again, it comes down to how much you want to sacrifice. Uh, these were convictions of ours, and we chose, we chose to be obedient. Uh, I had, uh, Nick had mentioned a few books the last time that he had spoke. I wanted to share a couple books. Uh, it's called Life and Air, just like Millionaire, but Life. Uh, millionaires have a lot of money. Life and Airs have a lot of life. It's actually a Christian-based book that talked about, that's where I got the whole concept behind trading your time for money and seeing that um, what you're really, 
what most people are after in life is, is the freedom and the time that you get to spend with others, not necessarily massive amounts of money. You know, um, if you see in the news, hopefully you don't watch the news, but millionaires die all the time to commit suicide. You know, money isn't something, that's not the key to life. I mean, there's plenty of wealthy people that are very unhappy in life. That's not the key to life. Uh, so Life and Never is a solid book. Set for Life, that's by Scott Trench. He is very black and white, very cut and dry. I like that stuff. There's no BS, no sugarcoat. Um, and it's specifically talked. So the job that I had at the dealership, I was making a little over 50 grand a year. And the book was for, you know, around that range. And uh, I think it really caters to a lot of our age group here. So uh, definitely looking to set for life if you guys read or do audiobook. I like I like the physical copy because I can kind of just get lost in it and focus on it. Whereas the audio, I get distracted. Uh, Poverty, Riches and Wealth. It's the book I have sitting over there. That's uh, Chris Vallotton. That explains the differences from a biblical standpoint of poverty, riches, and wealth, uh, the mindsets behind them, the benefits of them, or the downsides of them. So um, great books if you guys want to look into some of that stuff there. Uh, let's see here. Talked about that. Uh, Rob and I were talking after last Wednesday, and I, I vaguely talked about the like the $15 per hour that is your gross that's pre-tax and a lot of things are advertised falsely as um you know part of part of bumping up minimum wages that the government gets more money because they're going to tax you more so they're technically giving themselves a raise with your money it all starts with evaluating this stuff and actually seeing it on paper or a whiteboard seeing how it all works out um, but you have to know the difference between net and gross income uh, focusing on, man, I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> oh, uh, focusing on a monthly payment versus total cost. Again, something uh, Rob had shared with me. You know, you go to a car dealership, they ask you what your monthly payment wants to, uh, what you want your monthly payment to be. Has nothing to do with the total cost of the car. If you say it's 500 bucks a month and the car might be well over that, they'll stretch your payments out. They'll they'll shuffle stuff around. So they'll they're advertising the monthly payment, which seems low and obtainable to you. That's your only focus. If that's what they're trying to get you to focus on, because it seems like it, oh, well now that fits in my budget. But if you actually look at the price of the car, you're way overpaying for it. Uh, that was just one example of that. And uh, a couple other things here. So uh, things that I'm currently looking for, if you guys have anything, if anyone in here is a CPA, let me know. I got some tax questions. <laughs> just saying. Uh, I also like meeting other like-minded, open-minded individuals that want to build each other up. Iron sharpens iron, so I think community is definitely really important. Um, you know, think, think properly, manage correctly, steward honestly, and if you don't know, now you know. So that's it. Thank you.